One of the most powerful things that I have found in my journey of manifesting my best, most abundant life is connecting with other women who have paved the same path for themselves, who have overcome adversity and gotten to the other side and created a life even better than they could have ever imagined for themselves. And that is why I am so excited for y'all to listen to today's podcast episode. On today's podcast episode, I had the honor of interviewing Marley Rose Harris. And y'all know from all that I have shared with you on the podcast that I have been through a lot of things in my life and have been able to come out the other side of them and truly manifest a life greater than anything that I ever thought was possible for myself at any point during my childhood. And as you listen to Marley's story, you'll hear a lot of similar stories, which is so damn powerful because like I said, it's really important to know that we're not alone on this journey and that if other women have been able to overcome things in the way that they have, that you have the power to overcome them as well. And so as we dive into this podcast episode, just a little bit about Marley. So Marley is a business and money coach here to inspire individuals to step into what feels good and what is in alignment with their higher selves. Through empowering online courses, teaching, coaching calls, and live events, she helps ambitious women achieve their goals in business and life by showing them how to live a life full of freedom. And by teaching the necessary mindset and business strategies, Marley reveals how any woman can live an easy and abundant life influenced by their passions and deepest desires. So like I said, Marley and I have a ton of overlap, which is incredible and means that if you vibe here with me, you will probably most likely vibe with her as well. So definitely be sure to check out the show notes down below to get in contact with Marley, to become a part of her world and all of the things that she has going on. And without further ado, enjoy this podcast episode. What's up and welcome to the No Bullshit Manifestation Show, the podcast that demystifies all of the nonsense that surrounds manifestation and gives you a realistic view of what it's like to be on a personal, professional, and spiritual growth journey. I'm your host, Kat Kozad, manifestation and money mindset expert, and I'm so happy you're here. Let's fucking do this thing. Alrighty, we have Miss Marley on the podcast today, and I'm so excited to have you on the podcast and share all of the wisdom and stories that you have for us. So thank you for being here today, Marley. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kick this off with your story of like how you got into the work that you do in the world today, where you are today, and kind of the journey that led you to being the woman that you are doing what you do. Mm. Okay. So I feel like my story is similar to what you mentioned about having to go way back because it all, like, I feel like my childhood shaped who I am today, obviously. Let's just go back to university which is I feel like when my business journey started yeah so I grew up in a house of entrepreneurs and I was like hell no I want to work corporate I want a nine to five I want the benefit I want the salary I want to be doing ping pong tournaments at lunch like I just wanted all that 
And so when I was going to university, I would come home for the summer and I'm from a very small town and all my friends were interning at like marketing agencies and other businesses. Whereas when I went home, it's like either you work in a restaurant or you work in a restaurant. There's just no other option. My town is literally a stop sign. And so when I go home, I kind of was like, well, I need experience for my resume. And so I would go home and I just had this idea of like, okay, well, to get experience on my resume, I could reach out to businesses and help them with social media and building websites and like logo design, because then I could put that on my resume because I want to work in marketing. And so just through word of mouth, like it was first my beautiful hairdresser, she was like, will you make me a website? And I was like, I don't know what that means, but let me just give it a go. And then she's like, well, you gave me a logo. I'm like, I still don't know how to do that, but let me just give it a go. I just said yes to everything. Yeah. And it was so interesting. So basically I started falling in love with working for myself. I was like, this is the best. I was like staying up till like two in the morning, like trying to figure out how to like do things and design things. And I was in love with all of it. And it was so interesting because I did not enjoy what I was learning. I went to school for business, but it just didn't work with my brain. I just don't do memorize. I just was like, I hate it. (laughs) But I loved everything else I was doing on my own. But again, still had no desire to be an entrepreneur. This is just cash money for like partying on the weekends and then like to put on my resume to become a CEO for a big corporation. That was my goal. And so... Fast forward, I graduated from university and I finally got the corporate job offer. I got the salary, you know, I was like, I think you know, at the time it was like $50,000 a year. I think I could have used like a car or something. It was like, I can't even remember. I'm so detached from it. And it was everything I ever wanted. And the craziest thing is that when I got that offer, I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this anymore. And I'd spent my whole life wanting it. And then the minute I got it, I was like, no, because I'd been so expanded of what it would look like if I worked for myself. And my biggest dream, I'm literally a plant. Like I thrive in the sun by the ocean. Like I need to be outdoors. Like everything is better for me when I'm in summer. I'm just a new bitch. And so the idea of staying in Canada and enduring another winter was basically equal to torture for me and I started seeing this is like back in 2018 so I started to see people doing online like the word digital nomad I'm like what does that even mean I was like researching it and I would spend a lot of my time just like looking at Bali on Pinterest and Australia and just like dreaming of like surfing at lunch and just living out and working outside and working for my laptop and honestly working for myself And so I made the decision, you know, when I got the job offer to actually decline it. And again, I'm sharing my highlight reel. This was the hardest decision ever of declining it and seeing what it would happen if I just tried to go full time in this like little itty bitty side hustle that I had started that was like making me maybe like $500 a month. Like it was, it was not doing much. But I knew that by following that, there was a maybe a chance that it could get me to where I want to go. And if I followed the salary corporate, that's like 0% chance of where I want to go. So I took that big leap first and I started my business. I hustled, hustled for like a year. I worked serving in the evenings. I actually ended up working at the school that I went to and I ran the entrepreneurship center 
it's like a hot tip to like work on someone else's dollar to learn the stuff to add to your business. And then, um, and then worked on my business basically at every other point and just hustled and hustled, hustled. And after a year, I got it to a place where, you know, it was earning, it was earning like an okay salary. At the time, I thought I was a millionaire. It was like earning like $5,000 a month. And I'll never forget this, but the month that I actually was like, okay, I'm going all in. I'm quitting everything and I'm buying a one-way flight to Australia. The next month I hit my first $10,000 a month in business. It was like, boom, chakalaka. That was like the first time I had experienced that. Like when you take big risks, you get big rewards. And that was cool. So I moved to Australia and I thought that everything was going to be sunshine and rainbows. I thought that all my anxiety would go away. I thought all my money beliefs would heal themselves. I thought that Uh, you know, everything would just heal itself because I was in this place that, you know, brought me so much joy. But lo and behold, everything went with me. And even though I was earning, you know, more than I ever thought was possible at that time, it was like $10,000 a month. And we talked about this, but like, for me, that was insane. Okay. Like (laughs) insane as if I cracked the Da Vinci code and I skipped forward over something I'm just going to just trail back to, which is in the same year that I left Canada, at the beginning of the year, I actually had went to Australia just for a quick stint, just to be like, do I like this? But I was still working for other people. It was just like a vacation. And I obviously loved it. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I was like, wait, should I just like quit everything and just try to get a job in Australia? But I got a job offer back in Canada that was like, Marley, you're going to work in the entrepreneurship center. You're going to be able to run it. And this was the middle of January. Everyone in my life was like, do not come home stay in Australia, just try to get a working holiday visa. Like you're going to be so much happier there. And I was like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I have to come home. And so I accepted the job. And even on the way back from the flight, obviously I I cried the whole way home, but I just knew it was the right decision. And I knew I'd be back. And two weeks after I got home, I ended up losing my dad. My dad committed suicide. And that was one of the most pivotal moments of my life because in that experience I knew that either this was going to make me or this is going to completely break me and before all of this I was dabbling in meditation dabbling in manifestation you know I watched the secret I was doing like my morning journaling I would say it was very much surface level healing I was raising my vibration but I wasn't clearing any of the stuff from my past and no trauma it was all still there But I was just like, basically trying to put glitter on shit. (laughs) And so when that happened, I immediately went into therapy and healing for the first time in my entire life. And what ended up happening is obviously, I don't think you ever stop grieving from something like that. But I started healing the deeper stuff. I started healing inner child wounds. I started learning about, you know, your shadow, your ego, your subconscious mind, I just became really enthralled with healing. And so fast forward to moving to Australia later that year. And again, I thought that was going to heal everything for me. I've done a lot of healing, but I thought that, oh, but when I move to Australia, I'll just feel better. And I didn't. And then again, that made me go deeper. of like, okay, actually my environment isn't what's going to heal me. I actually have to heal myself. And so I started feeling a lot better and I started you know actually clearing out the deeper wounds and healing a lot of wounds and I noticed that when I started doing the healing not only did I feel better but my business did better 
And I started being like, well, what would happen if I applied these healing tactics to like my money mindset and my self-worth and my confidence? And it was almost like a joke because every time I would do that, I would earn more and I would feel better. I would get better quality clients and everything would just do better. And I started to be like, I think when you heal, your life is better in like every area. And so I was still running that first business, which was designing logos and websites and such. And I was earning more than I ever thought was possible. I had a team of five that the salary that that corporate job offered me for a year is making it a month. It was just bananas. And people started to be like, Marley, how are you doing that? Like, how are you living in Australia? How are you living this life of like time, location, financial freedom? Like everyone knew what had happened to me. They're like, how are you happy? And I was like, well, I'm just doing this, just doing this, you know, and then everyone doing this, you know, we all think that everyone knows what we know. And they're like, no, what? No, we don't know. And a lot of people that I would work with for their website and branding, they'd be like, well, how do I, how do I live across the world? I'm like, bye, good luck, figure it out on your own. They're like, how do I make sales? I'm like, bye, like ask someone else, not what I help you with. And then it just came so apparent that I couldn't really avoid it anymore. And it was deeply what I desired, which is to help people with business and mindset and manifestation. But I was such an imposter. I was like, who's going to listen to me? I don't know what I'm doing. Da, 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 da. Comparing myself to everyone else online. Oh, well, they're already doing it. So why? who am I? But I did hire a coach and she just was like, bitch, you're doing this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and it just came to the point where I was like, yeah, it, my whole business started to crumble, f- obviously for me and the universe was just pushing me and then my feet were just in the ground like, no, but I finally surrendered. And that was at the beginning of 2021. So I pivoted to, you know, now helping, you know, my clients create this life of time, location, financial freedom, building a business where they can work from anywhere in the world, but equally, if not more important, healing subconscious beliefs subconscious programming that is currently blocking you from the success that you call in because we all see people succeeding online but it's not as much about the strategy because one person can do the same strategy as 10 other people why is one person taking off and nine aren't the one has the mindset that is in alignment with what they're desiring and so I noticed that when I just ran my business strictly based on strategy and like pushing Yeah, I got places, but it felt forceful. It felt like I was pushing a boulder up a hill. Whereas like now I can literally double my income in a month without doing a launch, without pushing, without any new offer, just based on clearing my subconscious mind that actually happened a couple months ago. I I cleared a belief and then it was like doubled my income. I was like, huh? Amazing. (laughs) And so really now what I do is I help people get clear the blocks, also give the strategy is important to really live a life and inspire others that you can do have and be anything you desire and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. Oh, first of all, thank you just so much for like going so deep with us and being so vulnerable about all of those different aspects of your journey. Because one of the biggest things that I really like talk about here on the No Bullshit Manifestation Show is the fact that no matter what you've been through, no matter what hardship, no matter what like programming or beliefs or whatnot you started with, like you do have the ability to create the life that you desire for yourself and this life full of freedom that you're talking about. And your story is just such a testament to that with all that you saw and experienced throughout your upbringing and what you made of it. Like you said, this either has the ability to like break me or make me. 
and really like tapping into that deep, like desire and place inside of yourself of like, no, this is going to make me like, this isn't going to be something that breaks me. This is going to be something that allows me to just like excel and expand and continue to move forward in life. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And the first question that came up for me for you throughout that is aside from the falling in love with like working for yourself and doing those different bits and pieces prior to that, like, what was it about entrepreneurship that you were just like, fuck, no, I don't want this in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like after seeing your parents being entrepreneurs and whatnot growing up, like what made you be like, no, this is not the path. So my parents were struggling entrepreneurs. So money was very inconsistent. I saw them working so hard and earning so little and like in Canada, we have like benefits and my friends would always get their like braces paid for and like things paid for because their parents had benefits and we didn't. So I didn't get any of that stuff. And I was like, fuck that. I want like, I want security. I want consistency, which is funny because now it's like, I know that you make that within yourself, but I just wanted the security of a nine to five And I so did not want the inconsistency and the scarcity because that's what I associate entrepreneurship with. Mm, That makes so much sense. So uh, for like the role that you're in now, what do you feel as though are like the top few limiting beliefs that aspiring entrepreneurs step in with about entrepreneurship and about like creating a successful business versus like being a struggling entrepreneur? Oh, good question. Fear of being seen. Mm. Fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just stop there. It's literally just the fear of failure. It's the fear of freaking failure. So many people, including myself, are afraid to be a beginner. They're afraid to look stupid. They're afraid to get fun of. They're afraid to not do it perfect. They're afraid to try it and fail. They're afraid to let themselves down. So then they just don't start. And they just hold themselves back and they don't do what they deeply, deeply desire to do. Because think about it this way. When we're in school, this is how we've been programmed, okay? Is to fear failure at like all costs. This is why people like, isn't public speaking like the second most feared thing besides like something like death? It's something like crazy like this. It's huge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the way that we've been taught to like how we've been basically controlled in a setting because is public humiliation. And so when you got back a test in school, did you see like green check marks everywhere? Great job. No, you saw red X's on everything that you've done wrong. We are always conditioned to look for what we've done wrong. And parents, you know, teachers would be like using public humiliation in front of classmates, in front of friends, to try to control us. This is like a whole thing. This is, I'm certified in something called rapid resolution therapy. And this mm-hmm. I, this is the way John Conley described it. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I can see it so much in my students of like when they first started work with me, they're so afraid to fail. So they don't even get started. Mm. So, so true. And that's definitely like one of the top things that I've seen in what I do as well with the women that I coach is like, intense fear of failure. And it is because like, 
in society, we have been told at all costs to avoid it. So what has your own experience looked like with overcoming the fear of failure? So I have a core belief that life has happened for me and not to me. And so I don't actually, I would actually even love to know what you think about this as well, but I don't even see things as failure. I see them as opportunities of redirection. So if something isn't working, quote unquote, isn't working, I'm like, where's the opportunity here? Where am I being repivoted to look at somewhere else? Like, I think especially in entrepreneurship, the best thing you can be is like the ultimate pivoter because no, not everything's going to work. A lot of things are going to quote unquote, fail, break, not work. You're going to launch something. It's not going to work. And when that happens, it does not mean anything about you. It just means there's something better on the way. And so a couple months ago, I did a launch and it was almost comical. The universe has such a sense of humor. It's so funny. It like did not work at all. I'm used to a certain amount of client signing in every single time. Like that's our MO. It's, it's it, We don't even have to try. It just happens. And this was like, womp, womp, womp. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and I could have made that mean something. Da, 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 da. And I definitely, I'm human. I have my moments. Like I, I let it happen for maybe three minutes. And I was like, no, where is this trying to repivot me? Mm-hmm. And then it made me do this whole deep dive on my business. It allowed me to create this new offer, which I'm like so excited about. And then the money came back like times 10. So it's like, if something isn't working, I really don't see it as like have to mean anything. It literally just means that there's something better on the way. And the universe is trying to redirect you. You're looking the wrong way, basically. It's trying to be like, hey, look over here. Like stop looking down that avenue. So I don't really see things as failure anymore. Just think of them opportunities to repivot to what is actually meant for you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I feel like you hit on something so like crucial and fundamental in that, which is that for whatever reason, failure, when people are fearful of failure or they don't want to start something because of the potential for failure, it's because they're making it mean something about themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you feel like that is? Or like, where do you feel as though that comes from of like, okay, like this thing that could be like completely like just separate from self. And like what you're saying is like something that's happening for you, something that's happening to help you pivot or take a deeper look, deeper dive, whatever it may be for some people is this like insanely personal experience. And because it's so personal, it feels as though it's true and that it has to be like something that's avoided at all costs. So we have something called the ego. (laughs) And this is something I talk about a lot in my work, which is I describe the ego kind of like a scared child. And your higher self is like the evolved adult. And so if you were to tell a child like, hey, you're stupid, or the parent were to be like, hey, I'm not coming home today, the child would be like, what did I do wrong, right? The child doesn't have the conscious mind to be, oh, she's not coming home because she has work. Like children don't have a conscious mind. After seven, they do, but before seven, they they don't. They they think that everything means something about them. And so your ego runs the same rule. It's like a little, it's your seven-year-old self. It's like, oh, mom and dad are mad. I must have done something wrong. And so your ego is, if you are unaware, can really run the show. 
and really cause you to live in a state of constant fear. And so my advice here is like just to become aware of, okay, this experience is happening and I'm noticing my reaction. Is this reaction based on a past event or am I projecting something into the future? Is this feel frantic? Does this feel like temper tantrum energy? Does this feel fearful? Does this feel like, I don't know, like, oh my God, like freaking out? Or is this very grounded? Is this in my like intuition? Is this illogical? Because your higher self and your, you know, it's illogical. It's like, so yeah, I just know, I just know I'm going to live here. Like, I just know I just need to move to Australia. It doesn't really make any sense maybe to other people, but that's okay. It doesn't have to. It's like, you just innately know, you intuitively know that's your higher self. But then your ego is going to kick in from that decision and be like, well, what if this happens? What's that happened? It's like, okay, but choose who you're going to listen to. Choose to listen to your higher self because that is the ultimate knowing. Your ego is just trying to keep you safe and it's trying to keep you, you know, in your comfort zone, it's trying to keep you in equilibrium. It's kind of trying to keep you alive, but it doesn't know that this actually, this thing is actually what's meant for you. So it happens to a lot of people when they want to sign up for courses or one-to-one. They're like, higher self will be like, I know I need to work with this person. I know it's going to work out. I know the money's going to come back. And then their ego is like, but what if everything fails? What if you don't do it? What if they don't? What if you're like the one person that they don't succeed? And so you have an option. You can either choose to listen to your higher self, make the investment, see the results that you want to see, or you can actually listen to your ego and stay where you are. It's just, you're making an either conscious or an unconscious choice of who you choose to listen to and who you choose to listen to dictates your reality. So when you are in that energy and now with this new awareness, choose to listen to your higher self and then you become your higher self. Mm, I love that. Because it is, and something that I like think about so often and like bring myself back to and also bring my clients back to so often is like back to the basics, like back to this place of like, okay, I am the one who's in charge. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not actively being in charge, then of course it's going to feel like shit's all over the place. And like the ego is running the show and like things kind of go up in the air as opposed Mm -hmm. to like being able to drop down into this place of like, no, like conscious, deliberate choice, like intentional choice behind what I'm doing and what I'm creating. So once somebody's in that energy of like intentional, conscious, deliberate creator of their lives, and they're wanting to take these steps towards like building a business that is based on freedom and being able to live where they want to live, work when they want to work and make the money that they truly desire in this world. Like, what do you feel as though the most important like starting place is for them once they've reached that place? I think the most important place to start is for me, it's really starting from a place of building that based on what your sole purpose is. Mm. I've built two businesses now and I've helped like 300 plus people built more actually probably I don't even know at this point build businesses and I've studied a lot of very successful business owners the people that are succeeding that we look up to today the Tony Robbins the Oprah's the you know those people that we look up to they've just done two things really well they've 
done the same thing for a very long period and they've never given up. Mm. That's it. And so in order for you to do something that has longevity, you better fucking love it. And I think a lot of people start businesses because they see Sally doing drop shipping and they see Susie doing, you know, this. And then they do that because they see them succeeding. So they think, oh, well, if they're succeeding at that, then I can as well. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, my clients who have quantum leaped beyond, 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 they're doing their sole purpose. And when you are making money, doing what you love, you never, I know it's so cheesy, but I don't go to work. Like, <laughs> this is not work. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this real life? I have to pinch myself every single day. I have gone to work before. I have worked. Um, I have built a business and it felt like I was working. I don't feel like I'm working anymore. And I feel like I'm literally retired. And so and I, I don't say that to brag. I just say that to show you what is possible because I never thought that that was possible. I was like, oh, never work. Something you love, never work a day. Like, I'm like, yeah, right. Like you're always going to feel like you're working, but I can genuinely sit here and say like, there's not a day where I'm like, oh, someone asked me like, how do you get motivated? I was like, what's motivation? And it's existing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of course, there are things in my life that I need to get motivated to do. But when you're living your sole purpose and you earn money doing so, it's effortless. Money comes easy. Money is a byproduct of you living your sole purpose. I believe we all have a purpose. There's one in like 400 trillion chances that you're here. Do you think it's by mistake? Like you're here for a reason. You have a purpose on this planet and you finding out and uncovering what that is and then doing that for the rest of your life is what I believe you're meant to, like why you're actually here. I think every single person here has a specific purpose that makes this universe and earth work perfectly. Like we're all a part of this ecosystem that's all perfectly connected and organized and you're here on purpose and you fulfilling your purpose and doing that is what you're meant to do. And like, I don't know about you, but when I, me now living my purpose versus me when I wasn't living my purpose, I looked completely different. I felt completely different. My life looked completely different. Everything around me looked different. So I can sit here and say like, when you intentionally build a business, making money, doing what your sole purpose is, that to me is like rainbow road to everything that you've ever wanted in your entire life. I love that. And okay, so this this sparked a question in me because this is something I've thought about a ton recently is that do you think every person is meant to be an entrepreneur, meant to own their own business based off of their sole purpose? And in addition to that, do you think that all souls purposes are meant to be monetized? Good question. No. Mm-hmm. I believe that this world is divided into leaders and followers and not one is better than the other. Like they are both perfectly purposeful. There's meant to be leaders and without leaders, we wouldn't have followers. If without followers, we wouldn't have leaders. So I believe that someone's sole purpose on this planet is to be a mother and that's their sole purpose. I don't believe everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. It's fucking difficult. It's not for everyone. It's taxing. It shows you all of your shit and more. And it's hard. It's not easy. And I'm not saying that everyone couldn't do it, but I don't think a lot of people would actually enjoy it. I think it takes a certain person to 
to be able to persevere. And I think it takes a certain person to really push through and, and actually get off on that. You low-key have to, or else like, what are we doing here? Because like yeah. 90% of the time, it's it's not it's not easy. <laughs> as much as we like to show that it looks that way, a lot of people do. I really try not to show just the highlights because I want to be honest, like this is, it's a roller coaster. It's the Himalayan mountains, it's up and down. Yeah. So to answer your question, no, I don't think everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. And no, I don't think everyone is meant to monetize their sole purpose. I think people's sole purpose is like also, it's not necessarily a leadership role, if that makes sense. Does, make, does that help answer your question? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. And I definitely like, I, I agree with you on it. So like for the ladies who may be listening that like they've, felt the pressure that they need to start a business or that they need to monetize their passion or their purpose in some sort of way, but it's really just not like the truth for them. Mm -hmm. What would your words of wisdom to them be? Because I feel like there's so much content out there for like the ladies like us that are like, fuck yeah, let me run my business. Like, let me like really follow that and get to this place. But I don't feel as though there's as much for the women who are like, you know what? I don't want the business. I don't want the empire. I don't want those things, but I do still have this passion and purpose inside of me. Yeah. Like, what do you feel as though like your words of wisdom would be for those ladies? Oh my God. I have so much to say. I want to word vomit. Okay. So I'm going to use my best friend as an example. So she has an innate desire to be a millionaire. And I know she will be because if you've given the desire, you are capable of achieving it. She's a Taurus. She loves luxury, but she also loves working in corporate. She loves working in corporate. She loves her job. She's really good at it and she does really well. And she is not called to start her own business. Okay. But you know, she's really, really good at is music. Like she's so good at creating music. It, it turns her on. And so for her, it's like, she doesn't want to start her own business. She loves her salary and her corporate job. She desires to be a millionaire and her biggest passion in life is like music. So what I advise her is like, she wants to be a DJ basically. And I'm like, but she's like, oh, but it's not going to make me a million. I'm like, you don't know. Mm -hmm. Just follow your joy. And that's what I want to tell everyone. Follow the pleasure follow the passion you have no idea how it's going to happen but I can almost guarantee you for my friend Melina either actually the DJ career will take off because like DJs do make multiple millions of dollars and and that could be one avenue she could start DJing and then her husband is in the crowd and her husband is a fucking billionaire and wipes her up immediately then she becomes like we don't know what's going to happen all you need to do is have the intention have the desire and follow your freaking joy. I think so much of us don't follow our joy because we're like, but that's not going to make us money. And that's not going to get us to work. You have no idea. And something I recently started doing is just like literally just following my pleasure and joy for no reason. The one I, I'm a Capricorn manifesting generator, if you can even imagine. So it's like my days <laughs> are like push, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. No time for fun. No time. Whereas like now I have a belief that everything I do makes me a millionaire. And so mm-hmm. I now prioritize joy way over like anything else because I know I manifest from my frequency and my I'm a vibrational match for lots of money so it doesn't matter what I do in a day 
if I spend the whole day literally playing tennis, laying on a, like last, last Thursday, I literally laid on the beach the entire day and had one of my biggest sales days. So it does not matter what you do. Follow your joy, follow what feels good. Have the intention that this is what you desire. And the how is none of your freaking business. Like the how is irrelevant. The how you don't order on Uber Eats and then sit there and go, okay, in what car are you getting here? At what kilometer, at what speed, uh, what road are you taking? You you don't second guess Uber. Like when you order on Amazon, you're not like, when is it gonna get here? How is it gonna get here? What's the delivery driver's name? No, you just click checkout and you know it's on its way. That's how I want you to like intend to manifest. So that's how I want to answer that. But it's obviously very important to get clear on what brings you joy. What are your passions? Like, that's obviously step number one, finding out what that is, but you don't know until you try. You got to try things, put yourself out there, try new things, and then have the intention that you find what you're passionate about and the doors will open for you and it will find your way. It's just like, sometimes we get held back because we're too even afraid to intend something. But I can promise you this, like when you start following your joy and doing things just for pleasure and passion, it will open more doors than you can even imagine. Absolutely. And I know you said that in this, but I want to reiterate for everybody who's listening is like, whether you have the desire to start a business or not, this applies to everybody. This applies to the ladies that already have a business who or who want to start a business. It's like, yes, follow your fucking joy, sister. Like that is what is going to get you to all of these opportunities and just remaining open to them. Same for the woman who has absolutely no desire to start a business, but like desires to live a more intentional and fulfilling life and manifest the fuck out of everything that she wants. Follow that joy. It's like, that is so universal. And I love that you've seen it play out in your life because I've definitely seen it play out in my life as well. And it's just, it's evidence of the fact of what you said. It's like, we're all here for a purpose. And when we allow ourselves to actually like connect to it, everything just plays out the way that it's supposed to, which is so insanely beautiful to see. So one last question I have for you, and this is one that I ask everybody on the No Bullshit Manifestation Show, which is if you could give one piece of no bullshit advice to everybody who's listening, either related to this conversation or completely unrelated to this conversation, what would it be? Yeah, I really like this question. Okay, I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind. And for any of my listeners who are here, they're going to be like, I knew she was going to say this, <laughs> but I, I can't stop saying it. But really is like, and so cheesy, but I'm, I'm going to explain. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Okay. This has been my mantra for the past like four or five years. And I'm definitely not perfect. Sometimes I hold on to things. I know they're a hell no, but I'm not ready to let go. But when you can intentionally and with swiftness let go of the things that are no longer serving you I mean people I mean businesses I mean limiting beliefs I mean programming I mean clothing I mean living situations I mean everything when you can let go of something that isn't a hell yes it makes room for that hell yes to come through And when you say yes to something that isn't a hell yes, the hell yes can't come in. 
<laughs> it's just like if you're trying to manifest a car but you only have one parking spot you have to get rid of the car to get a new car you can't have two cars in one parking spot and so like in my life there's been so many instances where in hindsight I look back on that thing that I was holding on to with all my might I was like I don't know what to go but I knew it wasn't a hell yes but I was holding on to it because it it gave me something it gave me validation it gave me something that I was lacking within myself and then when I would be able to give myself that first and be able to let go of the thing the whole hell yes comes in and then it's like beyond your wildest fucking dreams it's like better than you could ever have imagined you couldn't even made up how good it is and I think to myself how could I be so stupid for holding on to that thing if I knew that this thing was going to come through I never would have held on to that but it's like we all are here to learn and I really feel like I'm here to go through these things to teach people like just do this this way so you don't have to do it the way I did it but (laughs) best 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 things that have come into my life have been from letting go of something that no longer served me that wasn't a whole and you know what the best things come in when it's like the thing is it's like a 90% a hell yes but then it's like a 10% a hell no so if it's not a full hell yes it's a hell no it's really those ones are really difficult because they're like they're like good but they're not great but then when you can let go of those the the thing on the other side is like beyond and so this has really served me and this is like what I want to scream from the rooftops because there's so many people I talk to that's like the one block that I'll see I'm like you gotta let go of that thing like no I can't I'm like do you want that thing yes you have to let go of that thing then like I know it's scary and it's hard but if it was if it wasn't everyone would be doing it absolutely 100% and I love that that's what you gave to us as that last bit because that's like the number one rule for me as well is like if it's not a hell yes it is a hell no so thank you so much for all of the wisdoms you shared with us on today's episode Marley please let us know where we can find you what you have going on and because I know that the listeners will want to come be a part of your world yes well thank you so much for having me so I also have a podcast which Kat will be on we'll link it below the podcast swap the money mindset manifestation show where we talk about all things business mindset manifestation money and there's two ways to work with me so if you desire to create a online business that gives you time location financial freedom you can join me in freedom club and if you're desiring a life of beyond your wildest dreams you know you notice that maybe there's some limiting beliefs some patterns things in your life that you're not happy with there's some hell no situations higher self method is the method to clear and heal any limiting beliefs to reprogram you to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. so and then obviously you can work with me one-on-one but those are like the three ways amazing yay and we're gonna drop all of those down below in the show notes so that everybody can go check out what feels most aligned to them but I hope that everybody got so much out of this podcast episode because I know that I did. And something that Marley and I talked about off of the podcast is that there's so many overlaps in both of our lives and so many overlaps in our stories. And this conversation just reaffirmed that even more. So Marley, again, thank you so much. Thank you. That was so much fun.